Below the Yellow Line studio, it's the Below the Yellow Line podcast. podcast another great guest scheduled for today a guy that should be a blueprint for a lot of young guys coming up through the ranks of of nascar late model racing just uh you know grassroots racing dawson sutton dawson how are you doing i'm good thanks for having me on here yeah absolutely glad to have you on the show um so i'm, I'm just going to kind of jump right in with some questions here um you are very young, and I know a lot of drivers are, you know, younger today as they come up through the ranks and everything. Uh, but when did you know that that racing was kind of your thing? Uh, honestly, man, I'm I'm really new to this. I started it actually a year and a half ago. Um, you know, most people think that's pretty crazy. Um, most of these people have been racing for years and years now. But you know, I started in the legend cars a year and a half ago, and you know, just really learned a lot. And just from last year racing 50 to 60 races in a year and racing for a great team and legend cars Ryan race cars they taught me a ton of stuff and you know i really just moving through the ranks right now that's the goal and you know it started late so you kind of just have to move faster and push yourself a little bit harder than everybody else yeah absolutely and that that's you know kind of the tough thing and, and you being in your spot i mean you've answered the pressure you've answered the challenge really well but just kind of being able to push yourself especially above some of the veterans uh that you're racing against and you, know, you did start this relatively recently and you know you are younger but being younger how do you kind of balance you know schoolwork racing you know other ventures how do you try to balance all that especially as somebody really trying to make it in racing still See, that's the hardest part, man, just the work-life balance between working out and working out. And, you know, you have to work out. That's part of the things, being a race car driver and moving through the ranks. You get 400 lap races, 200 lap races. You know, if you're not working out, you're not hydrating and taking notes. And, you know, it's one of those things you just have to really adapt to. And that's one of the things I've really struggled with, just, you know, finding the right work-life balance between you know playing the sim i play the sim a ton that's how i got started i still play this five to six hours a day so you know that's really what keeps me going i'm sure i'm sure got to be hard to find that balance but obviously it's it's kind of paying off for you um i do have uh, one question here from a subscriber i've been trying to take those from from listeners and subscribers recently uh, and it kind of pertains to what you're just talking about spider moss says as a professional couch potato, how do drivers like yourself stay cool and stay hydrated and motivated during long races? Oh, it's, you know, that's funny. One of those things is you kind of just have to, you have to keep yourself motivated because, you know, that's the biggest thing, just staying motivated between, because you only race, normal people race once a week, you know, some people get the opportunity to race during the weekdays and you know some micros and stuff but you know right now i race every weekend some people don't even get to race this. some people get to race once a month so you know keeping yourself in the game and practicing and you know hydrating is one of the biggest things before your races you know it's it's really easy to get out of your head during a race and you know that's when you see people struggling so you kind of have to keep yourself in the head during a race off the track you know off the track is the biggest thing yeah, for sure. I can't imagine, you know, being in your spot, being, you know, I, I'm around your age and the thought of sitting in a race car 
for two, three hours. And I know you race short track. I know your races are shorter than, you know, some like the NASCAR cup races, any car races, but still just incredible, like how hard you guys work in and out of the race car to kind of keep yourselves uh, physically primed and at the ready at all times to get going. So, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, kind of your rise through the ranks. You said you are trying to get through the ranks and you got a, a big step with that, with a win at Five Flags Speedway last June. And, and I believe that's where you got your first win as well. But this win at Five Flags was pretty different compared to a lot of other wins that a lot of other drivers had. The car in front of you got disqualified, but it wasn't any random Joe. It was your teammate. Was that an awkward bus ride home, or how did you handle that, and how weird is it to win a race? I mean, it's still a very deserving win, but even when you don't cross the line first. You know, it doesn't, you really don't feel feel right whenever your teammate gets DQ'd. You know, you can't can't really be happy. I mean, I was pretty happy, but you can't show it, you know? Yeah. Because that's pretty disrespectful, but, you know, we won twice there now. We raced two races and there's two more races in the season i raced there friday night actually i've won two of the races there so far so hopefully you can we're running for a championship there um and then hopefully you can lock that up maybe this weekend i don't know if we can lock it up but i have a pretty good lead but you know getting my teammate getting dq is pretty awkward for <laughs> sure i'm sure i can't imagine i mean you know other guys have gotten dq'd you know in nascar it happened just last year at denny hamlin kyle bush at pocono but when your teammate gets disqualified and then you know you're the guy right behind them that wins the race that's just got to be a whole another level of awkwardness that thankfully i have uh, not been able to uh, experience yet um just kind of a, a weird uh, situation there oh yeah for sure um you know you've talked about five flags and that's been a really special place for you so far in your career but a place that's special to me and a lot of other NASCAR fans, especially people like me who are so into the history of, of NASCAR and stock car racing as a whole, is North Wilkesboro. And you were able to race there uh, in May of this year. How cool was it to turn laps on a track that had kind of been resurrected, brought back from the dead, and a track that you know nobody had seen action on in so long? You know, that place is crazy. It reminds me a lot of actually my home track, Nashville. Um, it's really fast, really abrasive, crazy tire wear. You know, I went out there, we were really fast all weekend, really fast in practice. Qualified fourth, I think, out of 60 cars. So, you know, really good qualifying run. Um, but, you know, we got taken out in the first lap of the race. So, you know, it really... Awesome, just awesome event there. You know, hopefully we can race there again next year. That's the goal, race there in a super maybe next year. Um, but, you know, it was a crazy event. We executed, you know, we stayed for the truck race, the supers, late model stocks, and, you know, that many fans showing up to a race is crazy. I've never seen anything like that before. So it was an awesome event. Yeah, that whole weekend was just really something special. And, and you know, having the Cup Series there, the Truck Series, but especially you guys, you know, you're – grassroots racing guys that kind of helped build that track when it was coming up and then uh, are, are helping it get back on track now that it's kind of been you know resurrected uh, from the dead so it was awesome to get to see you and so many other guys uh, race at that track and, and probably fulfill a dream that a, a lot of y'all had uh, to run into track that most of y'all probably never thought you'd get to run it. So you've been able to you know like you said you're have the possibility this weekend of wrapping up a championship at, at five flags won a couple races this season 
been really good, but the cars tour and late model racing, a lot of what you do is so competitive. And the cool thing about short track racing is that it's really open to anybody, and I especially mean that on the age spectrum. I mean, you have guys, you know, young like yourself, you have older guys, I mean, 50s, 60s, I mean, heck, Red Farmer's racing, and he's in his 90s now in Alabama. So how are you, I mean, with a little less experience but a lot of talent, how hard is it to be competitive out there, night in, night out, knowing that there's so much competition? Man, it's, it's crazy. Um, compared, it's, it's very competitive. Um, we've struggled most of the year in the car store stuff, you know, going to Ace. Went to Tri-County earlier in the year and struggled really bad. North Fulcro went good until it didn't. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it is so tough, and, and, you know, a lot of drivers in that series are, you know, very similar to yourself coming up racing from a young age, um, but short track case, it's just so fun to watch for that reason, you know, we have a lot of guys from a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different experience levels racing at tracks that are just incredibly, incredibly hard to run at. I mean, if somebody told me, go get in a car, run North Wilkesboro, I would not sleep, like, the week before I was told I had to do that, just puts a knot in my stomach, but you guys are somehow able to do it night in and night out. My last question for you here, Dawson, I've had a lot of varying answers from a lot of the drivers that I've interviewed, and that's that's the really cool part about it. Um, but have you had any drivers or personalities in, in motorsports and in, in stock car racing or any form of motorsports that you really looked up to when you were younger? Um, man, I'm actually pretty new to the racing scene in general. I started racing. My dad started sponsoring a truck a couple of years ago years ago, I didn't know anything about racing until <laughs> four years ago, so you know, the main person I've really looked up to is Josh Berry, um, you know, Matt Benedetto races for Rackler, the truck team, he's, I look up to him, but you know, the main person I always looked up to is Josh Berry in the short track scene, and, you know, he's, it's crazy how, he's just, he never, like two years ago, he never even would have thought that he would have been in the Cup Series, or getting these opportunities to race in the big series and he was just a short track driver, you know, and I mean, I've just asked questions and all kinds of stuff from him. So, you know, he's, he's definitely the one that I've looked up to for, for a bit now. Well, that's great. And, you know, he, he probably would have never imagined he'd be in the Cup Series. And, you know, you talked about you being relatively new. You're already winning and having a lot of success. So, I mean, you're obviously a quick learner. Uh, and speaking of that, Rackley War Truck, it's in the playoffs. And it's going to be racing Sunday. Uh, in, in the playoffs with Rackley Warren and Matt Benedetto, so I bet that that's really cool. Um, and who knows, maybe we'll see you in the playoffs in that 25 truck, uh, mixing it up one day. Well, thank you so much. That is the goal, and I you know, hope... Absolutely, man, absolutely. Gonna, gonna uh, try to keep up with you as much as I can here, and, and for anybody that doesn't watch uh, late model stock racing or, or the Cars Tour or any of that kind of grassroots stuff, 
get a subscription to Flow Racing, get a ticket to your local track and watch it because it is some of the best racing out there uh, in the world for sure. So Dawson, thank you so much for coming on the show and I w uh, wish you and your team the, the best of luck here for the rest of the season. Thank you. Hopefully I can come on here again. Absolutely. And with the trophy in the background too. <laughs>